Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. After Carlton reconnects with his old family in Amphail, the party enjoys a long rest. The next morning, they meet up with Kyla, who has finished making the soft salves, and they quickly administer the oil to save the petrified townfolk. After receiving the gratitude and appreciation of those cured, and an invitation to speak some more with Knight Commander Laros Tuff, the party heads into town to do some shopping. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obocrazy. I'm once again drinking Pyramid Hefeweizen because why not? Because it's delicious. Bernie, what are you drinking? Well, I wanted to ask you a question, actually. Is Pyramid like a West Coast beer brewery then? Because I never heard of it until you had it. Pyramid is local to Seattle. Ah. I think it is technically considered a microbrew, but uh, when I went to go visit my folks back in buffalo new york a couple of years ago we went to the buffalo brew pub and they had pyramid hefeweizen on tap so i think you can get it other i know you can get it other places but pyramid the the brewery is actually located in seattle it's an awesome brewery and i love their stuff nice and what are you drinking so i am (laughs) it is okay julia my this is our family's fucking rule christmas doesn't start until thanksgiving is over you can't do Christmas shit until Thanksgiving is over. And if you really want to celebrate Christmas correctly, the season of Christmas begins on Christmas Eve and goes until January 6th. So you could put all your fucking lights away. But since we are cowtailing to popular culture, um, I it is, it is officially okay to listen to Christmas carols and have Christmassy things. So I have a Natty Green's Red Nose Winter Ale. And it is really good. And it has this like really good, like spicy, like kind of, after kick to it, I love it. It's so good. Everything they make is good, but I feel festive without feeling like <laughs> overly Christmas. One day I will come on Glove Sharp and tell you guys the saga of my family's involvement with Christmas shit. <laughs> Jonathan, what are you drinking? Uh, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight I am resurrecting an old favorite it is diet coke and whipped cream vodka previously mm. i called this a cuban missile crisis but i uh now i'm ca- calling it uh adios el jefe <laughs> oh. very nice i'm gonna have to get some more whipped cream vodka that sounds really good oh, Travancore, what are you drinking Hello, enablers. the viceroy's choice this evening is heritage distilling company's uh, rye whiskey and uh, just for a little bit of effect and carbonation, I put a little bit of San Pellegrino in there, so it's uh, it's effervescent and lovely, just like me. Yes, I, love I agree. Jack always has the really nice like liquor. Yep, and I unless like, it's colored like a ecto cooler. Yeah, oh my god! But still, but still, like even when he's like just digging through the junk liquor in his house, he always has really nice stuff. And I feel like his character would be the same. Like everybody's like. Brady's like, I'm gonna drink some beers, and Travancore's over there like, uh, Meanwhile, Carlton's pouring everything into one bottle everything. and drinking all of the mixed things together. Gnomes like beer because steins are like the size of their bodies. <laughs> Speaking of Carlton mixing things, what are you drinking tonight? He's actually drinking a pre-mixed Moscow Mule that comes in a can that you can buy off the shelf. What? Uh, what? My friend what? Jason brought it over the other day, and I had two left in the fridge. So I've got pre-mixed Moscow mules. Yeah. That's I'm, an abomination. I'm it's wary. It's not of as this. good as if I made it myself. Is it a copper can? It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tra- right. Is it in a copper can? <laughs> uh, no, it's an aluminum can, just colored coppered. Oh. Ooh. So therefore, as Jonathan said, and I give it to Jonathan, it's an abomination. There we go. <laughs> we can tighten up that in post. Is it any good though? Yeah, is it actually any good? I it's, mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not as good as like fresh made with like squeezing the lime and having a little piece of lime in there. But it's for being pre mixed, it's pretty good. So you yeah. didn't ru- you didn't ruin Advent, but you didn't really help it either. <laughs> Listen, I didn't have a chance to go Thank to you. the like they have Primus on tap right now, and I just didn't have a chance to go between work and here to go get a growler full of Primus. Listen, <laughs> we have all slummed it now and again. I like, mean, I'm, at least I'm, I'm not so drinking Crispin. Am I right? 
Hey, hey, I like Crispin. Don't, don't, don't make me go get Crispin for the next time we, we, we play. Yay! Because I will. I will. Even, even if Crispin has a, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to go on this rant. I, I don't, people are giving me the bird. Fuck and I don't care. I think, I, don't care. I think that's more for me I than it I is for you, Lauren. I think I got Ace, right? That no, was no, no. It, yeah. it is for, it is for anyone who supports the false claims and the heretical nature of Crispin. I'm bringing Crispin next time. So, speaking of last time, you guys have just stepped out of the blacksmith in Amphail, some of you happier than others, and what would you like to do? It's just after midday, it's kind of a nice day, and the day is yours. Shopping I kind of want to follow up on something that we learned last week, uh, or uh, earlier today, I mean. So... When we were talking about the the salves and the the soft the what was it, the potion of soft skin soft soft salve the soft, soft salve. salve yes we found out that there was a house a small house that had been purchasing a lot of this stuff yes. and specifically the ingredients I think it was the salimbers right no I, I wrote don't it think down it began I wrote it down it was the tufts no no that's wrong no that those no. are the good guys tough is cool he cool people. Um, I thought I wrote it down. I'm lying to you right now. Because it wasn't Amphathra, I remember. Lauren, uh, what did I, what do I remember Kala saying? Kyla saying. You do, thanks to your memory, remember that she mentioned it was the Passerac family that had ordered a, a large quantity. I did write that down. <laughs> Bernie just needed to get to the right page in her journal. I uh, just needed to, um, learn how to read my own handwriting. <laughs> Well, there's that too. Kyla mentioned the Passerac family had ordered a large quantity and had even provided the essential ingredient to make it, the basilisk part, so that she could make a whole bunch of this stuff and had bought it almost all out, which is why she didn't have any on hand when the disaster struck yesterday. So the the Slimbers and the... I want to call him Akamhara, but that's not correct. Let me let me look. You can call me Amcarthras. They accused Lors Tuft of of knowing about the attack, so, and as even though they're assholes, I don't know that. And and they took advantage of the situation. Obviously, I don't know that they were necessarily responsible. I think we should look into this Pastorak house to see. What may have been going on? They're a smaller house. Maybe if they figured that they would come in and provide these salves for this attack and and maybe gain favor with someone. Or maybe they were hoping it would take out their – these basilisks would take out their enemies and the salves were for them. I, I don't know. I think it's worth looking into. I agree. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely talk to Tuff because he said the, the Amkathra knew about it as well. And he some like he said we're welcome to come talk to him. Yeah, let's go talk to him. Let's. Uh, I mean, you guys are outside of the shop. Everybody, right? put your your Sherlock Holmes hat on. I'm already wearing a cape. Yeah, you are all standing together outside of the the blacksmiths uh, chatting away. Can we say that I attuned to the hat of the skies during like the long rest at the Eagle Shield family? Sure. Woo-hoo. I've got my little um, Sherlock hat. So hat hold of the skies. on. So it's the. Why don't we like? Is there like a bar we can go to to get like some more information on this family first from like what everybody thinks and like find out how often these basilisk attacks actually happen? And well, I stuff think like we're that. still gonna like. I wouldn't know that because this is probably too small time. But uh, but we can. De- I I say we do some invest. We're gonna have to do some investigation anyway. So let's maybe start with uh, kind of asking around town. Just just not like anything accusatory. Just say, hey, so what's up with this house? Where do they stand as far as houses go? And and get that sort of information. It's like in um, what's a thing in Longest Journey where she's like, tell me about yourself, and then you have to go through twenty seven questions to get the information you need. Oh, you mean like with Carlton? So let's go do that. Let's go April Ryan this shit. <laughs> okay, where would you like to go? Let's start with the market and pubs and just kind of let's start with chatting people up. I suggest we split up into team Barfly and team uh shopaholic. So I and I nominate 
I nominate uh, Carlton and Travancore for Team Barfly, and Bernie and Jonathan the Magimuscular, myself. And I actually say Jonathan the Magimuscular in the third person as Team Shabaholic. Can we all, right. all high five like the A team? As, as, as long as we get frozen, uh, if while I doing could it. cast Time Stop. I would time stop us in the middle of the high five so we would have a freeze frame. I want Carlton to pick me up by the scruff of my of my of my like hood so that I can high five everybody, like actually high five instead of what you guys would have to do. I can't. Yeah, I reach down high. and immediately she doesn't even have to ask me to. I just see that she's like reaching up and I grab her and we all pull high her up five. into it. Should we make a dexterity check to see if it works or if we just hit each other in the faces? Let's make a dexterity check. If you would like to, I was gonna say you're you're pretty confident you could you know do a high five. But if you're not confident and want to give a me a dexterity high five. check, oh, I'm a dexterity I piece. failed. Bernie failed. I got a one. Oh wow! Sad, Group high sad five. Drink, All right, everybody, give me a dexterity check. Group high we, five got a, we got a bad. one from Bernie. Oh, here we go. All oh right, God! Do, do, fucking do. failed a high five. <laughs> high five, Travis. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so Travancore, normally a Dexy Beast, rolls a seven after his bonus. <laughs> All right, Carlton. Uh, I got a sixteen. And Jonathan, seventeen. Carlton, you pick up Bernie by the scruff <laughs> of her hood to participate in this high five and hold out your <laughs> other hand. And Jonathan immediately is right there on your hand. And Bernie, your you were expecting this, and yet you still are <laughs> totally off kilter when you are lifted up off the ground to participate in this high five, and your hand actually hits Travancore <laughs> and ah. in the face, who, uh, you don't hurt him, you basically just, like, palm his face, uh, a very light, gentle kind of... And that throws his aim off, and he doesn't hit anybody, but his hand just kind of goes through empty space yes! during this freeze frame. Yes! And it's it's glorious in its ineptitude. This is exactly what our party is like on any given point in time. This is us in a small little bubble. It's not necessarily me always doing it. It's any one of us is the person who high-fives the other in the face at any given point in time. It's beautiful. Just, don't, just be glad it wasn't me with my critical slap. This is the most beautiful microcosm of us I've ever seen. Next time we're in the pocket dimension, five hours of high five practice. Oh, guys, <laughs> while you're at the market, pick up some home furnishings. Oh, Ikea fans. Oh, yes. Ikea, okay, Ikea, this team shopaholic now has a mandate. I love it. I love so it. You guys get furnishing. We'll get food and stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do up the uh, the rations and all that. If you guys see a nice credenza, um, let me know. Okay, you guys have failed miserably at this high five. Carlton has put Bernie down. You've split into teams of drinking and shopping. Let's start with the drinking. Yay! Mostly because, Carlton, you're the only one who's been in this town before, so you're the only one who knows anything about where anything is. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, before as I, uh, before we part ways, I kind of point in the general direction to the market for Jonathan and Bernie. Be like, you want to go, th- you, right, so you want to wanna go down Main Street, and then when you hit the corner, you want to make a left, and you're going to make another left, and you're going to make a right, and then you're going to make a left, and then they're going to be at the market. <laughs> and as Carlton points all this Muscle out- Muscle man, did you remember all that with your perfect memory? Credenza and furnishings. No, no, no. Directions, directions. Directions is a fuck everybody here is a dude but me. I'll ask someone for directions. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can get directions. Okay, so Bernie and Jonathan wander off down uh, north on the long road. The long road is essentially Main Street that runs right through Amphail, and you guys head off. Carlton and Travancore, you are standing there essentially in the middle of town. The uh, Kyla's shop is nearby, as well as this blacksmith that you guys just came out of. You're standing near the giant statue of the uh, the Great Shalarn, the huge horse that is kind of the patron saint of this town. Around you are a couple of different storefronts that you can see in, you know, just from where you're standing, including the Staghorned Flagon, which is the, it's actually the bar that when you guys entered town, that's where the people that you were traveling with were unloading all of their supplies. 
Carlton, you're vaguely familiar with it. There's like one or two other places in town. There's it's not a large town. Amphale's pretty small. Yeah. Uh, let's I say we go to the first one. Uh, but I noticed that uh, Travancore has a few more arrows. I'm like, hey, bud, did you pick up some arrows in there? You know, I did pick up some arrows, and I, I get what you were saying, and it's definitely higher than it would have been other places, but you know what? Just just we're, curious, how yeah. high did she charge? Ah, she charged uh, 30 gold. Whoa, wow, inflation has really yeah, taken over this town. Because uh, normally, back in my day, it was a gold piece, a single gold piece for 20 for arrows. For 20 arrows? Wow, wow. Well, back in the day. We might want to look into her ripping off the townsfolk at some point, because I think she might be nefarious. Uh, maybe. On the other hand, maybe I'm putting money into the uh, the economy of the town you love so much. Exactly. That's not Bernie, that's Julia seconding or, that. Or she could be ripping off the town. I don't know, it seems like so far, like, I'm the only one who's spent any money in Anfall at all. I did the gambling at the races, and I did okay for myself, I actually won some money. And then I bought the arrows, so other than me, I kind of had the, the main impact here in Anfall. Maybe I should look into a lordship here. Maybe if there happened to, something would happen to a certain lord, maybe I could become, maybe I could be a lord it's, here. It's a good place to have a family. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it. You, you know? know, you never know when you might have a little one coming along, you know, get a family going, little Travancore shooting them arrows. I don't know. darts at the young age, right? I mean, I just started thinking about this like a week ago because, you know, I'm a half-elf, so we age a little bit more slowly. Yeah, I'm gonna be long dead by the time you breed. <laughs> wow, what's that supposed to mean? That sounds suspiciously like a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge I think you'll be happy to accept. Hey, well, let's get started. Well, you know what? We could talk or we could drink. I don't think we can do both. Let's but we go can. drink. Let's drink first. All right. As you guys have had this conversation, you've wandered over and entered the staghorned flagon. It's just after midday at this point during what would normally be kind of a busy work day. But as you enter this bar pub kind of place it's very full there's a lot of people around and very quickly you notice that a lot of these people are people that you recognize from a couple of hours ago from the racetrack area and many of these are people who were just recently cured of being petrified friends and family of those people it looks like a fair number of the people that you guys saved decided that the best way to spend the rest of the day was either in celebration drinking or in just hard drinking to forget and as you guys weave your way through the rather rowdy crowd of people, murmurs are starting to go through the crowd. People point, especially Carlton is kind of unmistakable. Travancore, you're a little less obvious, but as Shadow comes walking up behind you, you, you become much more obvious. And you're very quickly pointed out. And while nobody really approaches you, uh, you, you definitely can hear people pointing and talking. You hear people saying, I think they're the ones that weren't they? Didn't they? Was Kylo with, was the, what? And you guys are definitely attracting a lot of attention. Well, Leosian, looks like we're pretty high profile. Yep, uh, looks like uh, people are aware that we are here. Yeah. And I have a, a really great idea. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in just a minute. All right. Yeah, so why don't you go have a seat at the bar? Yeah, I'm gonna make my way to the bar. All right, Travancore makes his way to the bar. Carlton, you actually have to leave and go out back to the outhouse. There isn't Even an better. I'm going to put on my hat of disguise, and I want to look like Asok and Mkothra. Can I do that? Uh, I think you can, but my understanding of that spell is it's going to be a little difficult. So you actually have had the hat on your head since the morning, because you, yes. you are currently a I'm going to go ahead and activate it while in the loo. I, just, I think there is a limit on how big or small you can make yourself, and so... You make yourself, including your clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends. You can seem one foot shorter or taller and can appear thin, fat, or in between. You can't change your body type, so you must adapt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you. The changes wrought by the spell fail to hold up to physical inspection. So, how tall are you? Let's see. Uh, I am seven foot. So, so he cannot he become an octopus is what I'm hearing. No, he can't become an octopus. He can become another humanoid with two arms and two legs. So you use the hat 
and think about what Asok looks like, and you basically look like a super duper tall buff Asok. Like I can make myself look thinner. You can always shrink. You can shrink only about a foot. And Asok, from what you remember, is is actually on the short side for a human male. So you're a good foot taller than he would be, even shrinking. All right. Uh, is one of his uh, guardsmen roughly of uh, six feet tall? About. You can't picture a specific person, but you do remember. You, you're very familiar with the outfit, so you can definitely create the image of someone about a foot shorter than you, a human in the uh, M. Carthra guard garb. All right, I do that then. I okay. impersonate a guard of M. Carthra. All right, while you're doing this, Travancore, you sidle up to the bar, and the barkeep comes on over to, to start to take your order, and as soon as he starts to speak, he stops for a second and points to you and says... Everybody's talking about you, my friend. Don't know why. Just passing through, I suppose. Yeah, you seem to be passing through and stopping and helping Kyla fix a whole bunch of people who got petrified last night, if, if what I'm hearing sounds true. I'd like to think that any decent person would do what I did. Like, I'm not special. Just a traveler. I'd like to think so, too, but there ain't a lot of decent people around here, so... You have my thanks, because my my sister's brother's son was one of those people who you saved this morning. So he pulls out a stein of beer and the house stew that seems to be the, the meal of the day and puts it down in front of you and says, that's that's on me. You enjoy. And you let me know if you need anything for your bear. Thank you kindly. I think, actually, let's try some of that stew. I think Shadow would be curious. He has a very, he has a more sophisticated palate than you would imagine for a bear. <laughs> Shadow lumbers up to the bar. Uh, he is tall enough that he, he can pretty much get his nose up and sniffs your stew and hears you ordering it for him. It's got some good hearty meat and potatoes in there and you'll hear his stomach rumble and then you hear him go, and the, <laughs> the barkeep smiles, grabs another bowl, hands it over to you, Travancore, and says, well, if if he if he finds it good, then I'll take it as a compliment. You let me know if you need anything else. Well, there is one more thing. It seems like the people of this town have had a rough day, as you can imagine, and I'm sure they're all just in here and they're putting their coffers in. How much, hypothetically, would it cost to, to pay for a round for everybody? A round? Ooh, for everybody here. Ooh. He looks around and you kind of glance around. This is a fairly large establishment. Uh, it's right in the center of town, and there's easily about 45, 50 people in here from what you can see. It's it's filled up. And he he glances around and says, Oh, well, it's probably going to be about 40, 45 gold if, you, if you're looking to just, are you looking to drop alcohol, food? What's your, what's, what's your pleasure? Well, I'm thinking, you know, they could probably use a drink to, to forget about their troubles. I mean, it's uh, not a fun experience, you know. It's just something they need to survive and process. And like with anything else, alcohol is the, the lubricant that makes society, the gear society, is a grind. Uh, ain't the God's truth that is. I'm not just saying that because I happen to be, you know, in charge of this here bar. Sure. Well, how about this? I'll put in 30. If you want to put in the remaining 10, we can make everyone's lives a little happier. And I'm sure that the goodwill will you know, lead to you know, more business for you later on as well. So everybody wins. Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Okay. 23. With a 23, he looks around the bar. He kind of takes a quick tally. He says, yeah, you know what? But there's enough people here that probably are not drinking or are too young to be really drinking. I I think that that's more than enough. And he takes your gold and starts giving some orders to some of the other men and women behind the bar and they start passing out drinks and he says, "You you're you're just in a in a given mood today. Uh, that's I mean, you've already saved a lot of people, you and your friends and and now you're you're making everybody happy. Are you are you sure you're not up to something? Yeah, it, it's like you said. If, if if goodness really is in short supply here, you know, it has to, the return of goodness, as it were, the spread of it, has to start somewhere. Just doing my bit. Well, you're doing, you're doing good. You're doing more than your bit. So Carlton, at this point, 
you've taken care of your change and you've come back into the front door. As you walk in, you see that the crowd of people has now gotten a lot more jovial as drinks are being passed around. As you move in through the crowd, you can very clearly overhear that um, the guy with the bear is buying drinks for people. Uh, I, I walk over to the barkeep and in my best pompous attitude, I go, hello, barkeep. The barkeep, he's been pouring drinks and pouring drinks and pouring drinks. He looks up, he gives you a look and he says, uh, yeah, and he hands you a beer, and he says, "If you haven't gotten one yet, the guy that, down the that's bar fine. with and the I bear." I push it back to him. Uh, Lord Amkathra has sent me to collect the protection. He looks at you and says, "Protection from what?" Well, given what has happened recently, Lord Amkathra believes that it is in the best interest of the folks to pay for their protection in case anything. Were to happen. Go ahead and roll a deception check. Uh, intimidation? Because I'm being intimidating? No, you're lying. <laughs> Un- unless you know something, you are lying to him. I'm, I'm and... trying to be threatening about it. Like, subtly well, threatening. Yeah, but you're also trying to convince him that what you're saying is true, even though it's a lie. So roll me a deception check. Well, fuck. All right. Uh, five. He gives you a very hard look, and he says... Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to want Cedric to talk to me about that in person. Because if you think that I'm going to do anything for that Asok asshole, then you can just run back to your your little family and, and let them know. Let You let Lord Cedric know what's up. Cause and Carlton knows who Lord Cedric is, right? Uh, Cedric is actually the lord of the Amkarthra family. Oh, uh, it's his father. So, yes. Okay. He is the, the head of the household. Okay. So the the barkeep goes, you send you send Lord Cedric in on in here and I'll I will talk with him, but I ain't given no money to no second son of a second son. And he takes the beer back from you and walks away. Um how uh just so I would probably know this because I have the hat of how many times can I use the hat of disguise? I should have looked this up before I planned my elaborate ruse. <laughs> well, you, you this is the first time you've used it. So disguise. So the disguise self spell lasts for an hour. It just says you can use an action to cast the disguise self spell from it at will. The spell ends if the hat is removed. So, so all right. it does not. It just it takes an action. Yeah. So doesn't doesn't give any any limitations on it. I uh, I say to the barkeep, Lord Amkathra will hear. Oh, he's of- he walked away. He he grabbed the drink that you took and like, he gave you a dirty man. look and walked away. <laughs> there was a beat after he walked away, and Carlton's still standing there, and he's just like blink, 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 blink. Lord Amkathra will hear this. <laughs> and I, I turn to Travancore, and I would say, "You be wise to stay clear of the Amkathra family." And I huff out back to the bathroom where I take off the hat to end the spell and I put it back in my head. You know, I, I dismiss it and then come back out, like, fixing my buckle. like. And the first villager I see, I'm like, you might want to give it a minute in there. Uh, and then I walk into the bar as yeah. Carlton. Right. Well, while he walks out, I say, as he walks out, like, it seems like the Ancartha family wants to steer clear of me. Like, I say that loud enough that people can hear me. And you do hear some people around you give appreciative chuckles. Carlton, as you are leaving, masquerading as an Ancartha guard, People are giving you dirty looks and they're getting, but they're getting out of your way. Okay. While this is going on, let us take a moment and switch over to team shopping. Team shopping. Team, team shopping. What are you doing? Gonna go to fantasy Ikea, right, but so it's really we, a market. We start making our way to the market and I'm, I'm strolling along. I tell Bucks, hey, Bucks, uh, fly up to the roofs and keep an eye out. Uh, keep an eye on our sixth. And he does that. He's he's circling around, keeping an eye for anything suspicious. You are heading north up the long road. It's very clear that Amphail doesn't go very far. There's maybe another four or five buildings before it gets sparse again. This is a, a kind of small town. It seems like most of the homesteads, like the the family that you stayed with, are out of town a little bit. 
But it's not very long. It's maybe two or three minutes up the long road that you do see a couple of different places. You're, are you specifically looking for furniture? Bernie, I think you wanted to look for healer's kits. Yes, I do want to buy healer's kits. Thank you for remembering. I spent all day trying to remember what I wanted to buy. So. That's one of my jobs. You don't see any place that's specific for either of those, but you do see what looks like a general store called Elber's Finest. Let's go into Elber's. It's the finest. Let's all go to the Elbers. Let's all go to the Elbers. <laughs> you head on yeah. in. It is a, a fairly large, nicely laid out store. Everything is on very neat and tidy racks. It does seem to be kind of a a general goods store for not food. So kind of in one section, you see a whole bunch of stuff for horses and all the accoutrements that go with that you do see a lot of equipment for building things and varnishes and stains as you go a bit further back you do find some basically some first aid equipment and bernie while you don't see an actual healer's kit you see enough stuff in amongst the the first aid stuff to actually make one. So essentially, you're you're just going to buy all the components for one. I'm going to buy all the components. Well, let me ask, depending on how much all the components for one is, I'd like to buy all the components for five. Okay. If you want to walk up to the, the shopkeep seems to be an elderly woman in a very nicely embroidered dress, red hair pulled back into a very tight bun. She's got a pair of glasses perched on the end of her nose. She's been kind of watching you as you come on in. And as you, you walk up to her, she says, may I help you? Hi, yes. Um, how much for all of this? And you've basically gathered the components the stuff for you need one. For yeah. Okay. She looks it over and says, you're doing some pretty serious healing here if you're looking for all this. Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm a Jesus doctor. I don't know who Jesus is, but I do know what a doctor is. I can definitely put this all together for you. It's going to be about six gold for everything for for all of this. Were you interested? I could even probably put it in a box for you if you if you wanted. See, you offer a bulk discount. How many were you looking to buy? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, most places, when you buy in bulk, it's like if you buy more than five, you get like 40% off of your total order. There's like six things that you've had to put together to form this healer's kit. And she looks and says, well... It depends on which you were looking to get six of. Were you looking to get six of- All of them. Whoa, see? I don't even know if I've got six of uh, the the iodine I might not have. And she kind of wanders off back towards that area, paws through everything, manages to come up with enough for five healer's kits. And she says, I I don't have six of everything. You'll be clearing me out of most of my stock. It- it would be six gold, so it would be 30 for everything. I-, I could do it for 27, I guess. I have this really weird thing about multiples of five. Could you do it for 25? Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. <laughs> a perception? Persuasion? Persuasion. Persuasion. I thought you said you perception. Are... I was like, if I'm going to figure out. If... Ooh, apparently I'm not so shitty at persuasion, but we'll find out given that high five roll I did earlier. I mean, you can't fail. All the time, right? I got an 18. Nice. She gives you a a long look and says, Ma'am, I'm quite strange. If that it helps. It sounds like you've got some people that you need to patch up, though. Um, okay, I can, just this once, since you're getting this much, I could do it for 25 if you want. That sounds excellent. She packages everything up, mark off 25 gold, and you can just mark down that you have five healer's kits. She's essentially sold you the the components for everything. I like that iodine exists in this world. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it didn't exist until, like, after. <laughs> I just really enjoy that iodine exists in this world. Hey, magic exists, so why not? Uh, Jonathan, as Bernie has been taking care of this transaction, you've wandered the store. You see plenty of materials to build your own furniture or stain your own furniture. You don't actually see any furniture. 
And if you ask the lady behind the counter, she says, um, no, there's not really a place in town to, to buy furniture. Most of the houses in town, they, they import their stuff. They tend to want the fancy stuff from Waterdeep. And any of us who are the, the locals here, we just, we just make our own. It's a lot cheaper. Everything here is expensive because of the, because of all the nobles in town. I, that's, that's kind of an unfortunate circumstance. I, we've already run into the nobles, but, uh, we've gotten a pretty good idea of some of the houses. Uh, there were a few that we hadn't really run into, though, uh, that we keep hearing names of, uh, Eagle Shields? I would, uh, do, what, what's their, what, what's up with them? We, we keep hearing about the Eagle Shields, but we don't really know much about them. The Eagle Shields are going to be your best place to go if your horse is ever in trouble. And she looks at Bernie and she says, if, if you, you seem to be well in hand to be able to take care of, of your family, but if your family's horses ever need any care and too, then the Eagle Shields are the place to go. They, they know everything about everything there is to make horses healthy and happy. Ah, that's that's good to know. And there's another name that we we've been hearing about, but we we a little shy on information of the Passrax. As you mentioned, the Passrax, a, a bit of a shadow comes over her face. She's been kind of not smiling, but just has this very pleasant, soft demeanor. And as you say, Passrax, her face falls a little bit, and she says, "Well." I don't like to talk in gossip, sir. Uh, I believe that actions should speak louder than whispers. But I can't say that I've had a lot of dealings with that family that don't give me the heebie-jeebies. What do you mean? And, and, and pardon me for being curious, but uh, but as a as a wizard and a, tra- a traveling wizard at that, I often, things strike my fancy and my curiosity. And when I hear about things giving heebie-jeebies to people, to normal folks like you, that's not normally a thing. So and I'm I, just plain strange. So something like this interests me immensely. Well, if you're, if you're looking for not the good kind of strange, oh. then the Passerax... You know, when they came into town and they they renovated that old homestead and it seemed like we were going to get a nice new family in town to be able to bring some new new energy to this this area. A lot of the houses in town have been here for generations and you get used to this and that and everybody doing their thing. And so we're all kind of excited. But the first couple of races that they brought horses to, those horses, they're... There was something wrong with those horses. I I haven't been a- I wasn't able to go to any of those races that they participated in because they only got to do one or two before all the major houses got together and and just made them stop. I heard that the second race they were in that the horse that they put into the race attacked another horse. Oh my god. What, what horse attacks another horse? The these aren't even even the tuft Chargers don't attack all their horses. They're well trained, but these, from what I hear, and once again, I was not there. Those were some demon horses that were summoned from the pits of the non-hails. And when all the major houses, you gotta do something really bad to get all the major houses to agree on anything. Ma'am, how many houses are there? Well, there's. Four or five big ones, and there's another five or six small ones. I'm not counting the Passerax. But it's mostly, it's mostly the Tufts and the Amcarthas and the, the Salembers. Um, but Cedric Amcartha is probably one of the, the, the biggest lords here, and. That's a lot of nobles. Yeah. They like to use this place as kind of a summer home and a a playground for the, the breeding stuff that goes on. It's it's you know, we're we're just far enough away from Waterdeep to be exciting. I guess. I don't know. I just find it boring unless the they decide to go rampaging through town, which happens every now and then cuz you know, you know what it's like when you get the young'uns who think that just because they, their father has a lot of money that they can just do anything that they want. Oh, sure, well, yeah, rich kids suck. Yeah, rich kids are really bad, not the good kind of strange. 
Who would act no. like that, though? Do all the houses act like that? No, it's mostly the Amcarthas and a little bit of the Salembers. I know Lord Cedric tries to keep his kids under control, but he's got four or five other things going on, and he's only in town for a little while, so his kids kind of run the place. I'm sorry, did you want anything else? I just kind of started talking. No, no, I, no, I, if you're fine. Um, I was wondering if any of your wood also uh, also came in maybe kits, so so maybe I could take the, the pieces and assemble them together, say for a credenza. Also, have are the Pastoraks, do they come into town much? What are they like? I, I do... You you said you don't interact with them very much. Do you know people who interact with them directly? <laughs> she starts to answer your question about the kits for a credenza. And then as you switch gears, she uh, stops slip, for slip a the second. the gear a little, sorry. Yeah, and gets a little bit of conversational whiplash. And go ahead and... As she starts to say that, no, most of what she's got is is going to be just the basic raw wood for making your own. And you get the sense that the people who are coming into these shops to buy the stuff to make furniture, they're locals who they know what they're doing. They make their own stuff. Go ahead and roll. You roll a persuasion check to get some more information as you, you're like, hey, tell me more about the Passerac. Oh, not very persuasive. Apparently, it was too much uh, conversational whiplash as I get a sip. She finishes talking about the the wood and making your own and the whole thing. And then she, I, the, as I said, I've, I've probably already said too much. And I don't, I don't like to talk in, in rumors. So, you know, just don't, don't tell anybody that I gabbed quite that much. If oh, you don't mind. Absolutely not. I will be very discreet. I, I appreciate your candor, though. Now, um, and I, and I. And I kind of lean in close, and I'm like, as a as a protector of of the lands and people, it is my responsibility as a wandering wizard to look into strange thing. And and again, I'm not I'm not saying that anything you've done directly implicates them, but I feel like like someone should have a look. Some someone with with soft eyes and and no. No prejudices, no no dogs in the fight, as it were, or horses in the race, as you might say around here. Where is the Passerac uh, homestead? I believe it's about ten miles north of here. They're they're pretty far out of town. Okay, but you don't want to be wandering onto somebody's house without their their permission. Oh, absolutely not. We'll we'll come calling the proper way. Absolutely, but I would yeah. love to purchase. I have uh, calling cards. Do you have extras? <laughs> Uh, no, not, not in, around here, I don't. I'm sorry. I also have pamphlets. <laughs> I, I, eyeball some of the wood and I pick up just enough to maybe make a shitty credenza and, and I, I will buy that for her, get for her time stain. in trouble. Get some stain. You have to get some Jonathan, stain. Jonathan the Magi Muscular, what building experience do you have when it comes to making I furniture? I am really fucking smart is my experience. That's not experience. Yeah, go ahead and roll not how this an works. intelligence check. Just give me a straight no, intelligence I'm roll. sorry. I that disagree. That is a 23. No. I would like to I would like to lodge a formal complaint here and now. I'm incredibly intelligent and cannot build furniture for shit. Intelligence is not necessarily what you need to build furniture. I think carpentry, I don't know what that falls under, but whatever the fuck carpentry falls under is what he should have to roll for. Listen, this is this is a game. <laughs> Putting the furniture together Absolutely. Once he's got all the pieces, then that will be totally different checks. But knowing what you need to build the furniture, uh, okay. that's, that's an, you know, he's gone to Ikea and is buying all the correct pieces. Oh, yeah, that, that'll come Ikea, later when he needs to put those pieces. pieces. come in a box with a little wrench and tiny and I'm putting, screws. I'm putting together, them together in the box in my mind. <laughs> no. you did, Are you going to buy a table saw? In real life, that's a different check. But for the moment, Jonathan, you wander on over to the wood and manage to put together... What kind of wood are you looking for? I'm going to look for... 
What would look better in the house? Would it like a dark wood look better, or would like a? Uh, uh, this is a commitment we need to make for right. Ever, or, I'm not or, or would a lighter wood? And and the thing is, if, I know we could possibly stain it, but we may not get stain for a while. So well, we could buy. Stain it might here. be. Can we buy? You stain can here? buy stain here. Okay, there is stain what, available. What yeah. kind of? I conjure in my head what kind of wood would be best for novice carpentry. <laughs> You from a distance, you hear mahogany. No, make it look nice. No, Maho- you're gonna work with mahogany as a first timer. No, no, no. And I wanna, I wanna put forth that if we do that, since we have a bear, we wanna have like floors that don't show scratches. So you we currently have hardwood floors. Are they light or dark though? Oh, that's a credenza. Okay, I, th- I was thinking of something else. Jonathan, do you remember <laughs> what color this. our floors are? Yes. They are a dark hardwood. They're dark hardwood. They're that. So <laughs> we would, I think we should go with ash because it looks so pretty with a dark hardwood floor. Okay, we'll get ash, we'll get a p- appropriate stain and uh, pack it up and let's go. Because we need lighter furniture to balance the darker floor. I can't believe we have dark fucking hardwood floors. This better be a magical goddamn house for the paws of a <laughs> ten-ton bear don't. I have one more question for her because he's off looking at wood, and I want to look he, at her. Yeah, you you insist that he I'm gets getting an ash. wood. He he's getting the wood. Ma'am, yes. One last question. Um, something you could pro- probably explain to me. What is a credenza? Uh, a credenza. Uh, they're usually like a. They're usually like a, a two-door place that you can put stuff in they're kind of like a a small wardrobe but, but they're usually only about this high and she kind of counter height not many people are making them around here because most of the time you know everybody's just got a closet but it's usually a place that you can store stuff can it's you- got a couple drawers and a couple of it depends on how fancy you want to get i don't know many people have built them though do they usually have portals to other worlds in them no, but I'm also not magically inclined, as one would say, so. That's incredibly disappointing. Not about your magic, but about the credenza and, and Narnia. At this point, Jonathan returns with enough ash to make, uh, you've picked up, let's say you've picked up everything that you need to build a credenza. You've picked up the wood, enough wood, including a little bit of extra for when you'd screw up kind of a toolkit with hammer and nails and some um what looks like a basic wood glue and a darker stain that you think would match the hardwood very nice she totals everything up and says oh this is gonna be about four to three gold for everything here all right i i hand over 43 gold she's happy to take it it's gonna be interesting carrying this stuff you you are having a hard time carrying everything you need and she doesn't really have a cart for you it's taken you as even with your strength it's just the amount of wood that you need and she doesn't have one of those like rolling carts that you see at home depot so she happily takes your money and then says well i i guess if you need to make a couple trips i can keep an eye on this i can carry like the toolkit you can easily carry the toolkit Oh, are we going to go ultra mod with this? I mean, we can. As you guys decide how you're going to get this giant chunk of wood and stuff out, let's uh, switch back over to Team Getting Drunk. Team Getting Drunk, who are, at this point, you got Carlton, you've re-entered and sat down next to Travancore. The two of you have had some of your stew and beer. What would you like to do? Oh, hey, buddy. Uh, uh... I would. Uh, uh, something's going on in my stomach, man. You might want to avoid the bathrooms. Uh, I might have to make a couple pit stops. Got it. Just FYI, might have been something I ate. Getting used to old Ma's cooking again. Thanks for the heads up, bro. Uh, lots of fiber that I'm not used to getting. So, uh, we good here? Yeah, dude. The weirdest thing happened. So one of uh, Asok Amkartha's guards came in and started throwing his weight around, but the bartender wasn't having it, and he left like a chump. It was great. Oh man, you should have. You should have been there. Oh man, I wish it was. And I look at the bar. Is the bartender close enough, like that? He could kind of overhear. Yeah, at this point, he's he's served the drinks to everybody, and he's come on back. Uh, I want to say, hey man, uh, good on you, uh, fucking a- asshole, I'm Cothra, man. Like, don't don't give into that shit. You know, somebody's got to kind of stand up to that boy eventually. I think his father will eventually cuff that boy into next week and get him stra- on the straight and narrow. We just we just have to bear it out until he does. Let's hope, because th- them youngins, 
right. Uh, so, hey, uh, Travi, you want to? Uh, so, if we're good here, you want to go check out the next place? Yeah, Leosian sounds good, man. All right, man. All right. As you guys head out, people now have between Travancore buying around for everybody in the place, and now people recognizing the both of you and the bear. They have a little more alcohol courage, or they've just seen that you you seem to be approachable, and you're getting a lot more people coming up to you, thanking you as you pass by. A couple of of people actually come up and want to shake your hand and say, you know, I that was my, my brother that you helped save. I really appreciate it. Or you know, thank you. That was my, you know my mom and my dad. I don't know what would have happened, and it's it's actually kind of hard to get to the door because there's uh, a um, lot of people now. To these guys, I'm like, you know, just you know, taking the thanks and saying, you know, Am fails my second home so you know your fathers your sisters your brothers they're they're like an extended family to me amphail's been good to me and so we were going to do all we can to be good to amphail well and the, the people around pats on the back and you know they, they're they're happy to hear and you get a lot of, of really appreciative smiles as you guys get outside and you start to head up the uh, north on the long road towards Carlton, where you think you might remember another bar or two, you see Bernie and Jonathan stumbling outside with a lot of wood. Little help! You need help with your wood, help. guy? I got it. I, I, I would it. love some I'm help with my wood. wood. I've, got, I've got too much wood to carry. I have so much wood here, guys. That well, I, give me some I, of that wood right now! I, I will give you some of my wood here. Let, let me place <laughs> into your hands some of my wood. My and hands are ready for your wood. Hey, we should put some of your joke. wood on Shadow. <laughs> and penis joke. Penis joke. <laughs> you all have disadvantage the for the rest joke. of your lives. No! Come for the D&D. Oh, like come for the drinking. You stay for the dick jokes. Mm-hmm. I actually almost made a joke about butt sex earlier. So we're just... We're being us, which is, yeah, us. Yeah. Love yeah. the block is flow. Jonathan <laughs> is, is attempting to carry a lot of ash. <laughs> I got so much ash in my hands. Look at this maybe, ash bounce. Maybe you should use some of that skin softener on it. You best back that ash up. <laughs> I, I am trying. I, I am trying to to deal with with this copious amount of ash. Give me There's some so of that much ash. ash too, then, it's almost in my face. <laughs> maybe you need to ash too much booty in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> If Shadow and Carlton want to help with carrying all of the accoutrement for a credenza, they would definitely be able to to help. It's still going to take a couple of you, all of your effort. and it's Nothing's really heavy, but, you know, Jonathan is picturing a fairly nice-sized credenza, which means large pieces of ash. I would like everybody, two, two things, before we continue... Everyone who listens, please tweet at Dungeon Drunks whether or not you had to Google credenza. (laughs) 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 Also, I'm sorry. Why the hell are we buying a thing that for all intents and purposes, based on my Google, you put a fucking TV on? Ain't no fantasy TV. Also, we don't have a couch. We're making, we're literally making a thing to store things we don't have in. Look, it is a place. To sit in an empty living room Okay, sit on the floor. Okay, so I, I would like to counter that with the notion that a credenza could also be used for our keys. We put it right in the entryway, for and when we keys? enter, we put we put Do our we keys down. Key? Well, our keys, Do we have keys? Bernie, our keys we can go keys? on this credenza. We could get a little bowl for our keys and put it right there on the credenza. We and could that's- put a bowl on the floor, <laughs> but it wouldn't be on the credenza. <laughs> I simply thought it would give some. Cl- some class and elegance, and eventually function to our to our pocket dimension. I'm trying to culture you, Faerun types. We should just have waited. Well, look, it was it was not that expensive, and and, and eventually, when we get to a bigger town, we will get bigger furniture. I'm but not now, a goddamn credenza. But now we're getting a fucking credenza. Y- your living room will be nothing but credenzas. And if nothing else, the Modrons will be really excited, or Modrons rather, to uh, to build this thing. This when is, they will I get hope it. The, let the moderns build it. All I gotta yeah. say is, this would be just like that goddamn episode of Rocker's, Rocco's Modern Life, where he remodels his house and accidentally turns every room into a bathroom. We could use more bathrooms in the house, just saying. 
Want to see my credenza in my living room? Sure. Do you want to see the one in the dining room? Sure. Where's the bathroom next to the credenza? <laughs> you guys are having this discussion in the middle of the long road, by the way, out kind of in between where the two of you guys were chopping, and a lot of people are giving you really weird looks. And I want to look at some of them, and I'm going to go, have, do you have a credenza? How many? Five? Twenty? Most of most of the people, as you shout that to, they either don't respond or they hurry along their way. That's right. Well, be that as it may. Well, I got my drink on. Got some goodwill going. Um, you guys find anything about the town? We did oh, find out some information about the Passocks. Passac. Passing gas. Passerac. Passerac. For the character that's supposed to have the best memory, I, I, I have, have to remind you of shit so often. <laughs> I love how it's basically like Jonathan's like, I have the best memory, which means I can just ask Lauren to remember everything for me. Uh, Bernie, Lauren. you might want to, even though you're a little bit slower than us because you're short, tiny legs, you might not want to stand downwind of me today. My stomach's giving me some problems. And Travicor, you should tell you should tell the guys about the asshole that showed up while I was in the bathroom. Oh, so, you, you're not going to believe this, guys. So, one of the Amcarther guards, I'm presumably working for that Aslock asshole, he came in demanding, I think, tribute or protection money or something from the bartender. Luckily, the bartender was sort of calling his bluff. Apparently, this Aslock guy, he's not the be-all, end-all. He has a daddy that he has to answer to, so people under, in this town understand that. What was Although, he apparently gives him a wide berth. The bard, or the bar that you guys were at, was their special tonight, Red Herring? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. We had that expression in Perconum too. So I uh so the Passerax when I asked about them, they and, and at this point like I kinda get I kinda huddle up so I'm not like overly hurt. I'm like when when I asked about the Passerax, the young lady we spoke to was pretty scared. Like she did not like talking about them. She mentioned that the horses that they've entered in the race are strange and that they she compared them to demons. Now, we don't have any any hard evidence, but with the general impression that they're giving the town and the the very strange buying of something that's very specific for for anti-bascalist stuff. Jonathan the Magimuscular thinks that we should have a look at their at their homestead. I do have their the location, and I pull out my map and, and kind of show people where I think it is. And I mentioned that that they're not going to take kindly to strangers just coming onto their land. So we either need to a reason to come calling, or we send in stealthy McStealth pants and the stealth bear stealthy, and then maybe Bucks as extra stealth, and maybe check the place out covertly. I don't mind doing a little reconnaissance and sneaking around. I think I might leave a uh, shadow behind, but if you'll allow me uh, to partner up with, with Bucks, I think we make a good team. What if we get a big empty box and pretend it has some of that butt serum in it? The soft skin stuff that I made the butt <laughs> joke about? <laughs> I'm sorry, syrup. <laughs> you were just like, what the <laughs> Um, what's it called? It's called soft skin. At first, soft I thought it would be good on your. Oh, that's, that's, I honestly had no yeah, I, clue what I the hell that. you were talking about. We could say uh, that we're delivering some more soft self for them. Yes, I think we should pretend that we're since everybody already knows we helped the that woman out, Kayla, Kyla, something Kyla. with a K, whatever. Kyla. Um, Kyla, we already helped her out. What if we just like protect, get her to write us up a fake order and just walk on over there and check shit out? Then we have a reason to be there. And we have like one bottle of that stuff just in case. You want to say maybe go over and, and check on and quote unquote check on them to make sure that they're they're Happy okay after order. the attacks? Mm hmm. Okay. That's that's not a bad pretense. We were seen helping out people. And what what we could do for to kind of lay the foundation for that is to actually very visibly visit like the Eagle Shields, the Salembers, and all those guys just knock on their door and say, hey, are you guys okay with the Basilic stuff? Good? Great? Okay, fine. We need and to let we Kyla know that we're pretending to go door to door to make sure everybody has enough Basilic potions. Right, Do we? Right. 
Or, or do we tell her that, hey, we thought it would be a good idea to have each of the major houses to have more of this salve. We come, collect more flowers, she makes the real deal, we make deliveries, so that's legit. And then we have an excuse to look around, too. Well, maybe maybe we're taking orders. Mm, I like taking orders, because yeah. it doesn't involve those vultures that try to eat me. That's a fair point. Yeah, I will have my heart almost torn out by those things. Okay. And then fucked. this conversation. Taking my orders. heart torn out and then fucked. It's apparently I how think- that works. It's my dick and a heart, yeah. It might be worth at least getting Kyla on board. So if anyone asks, like you know, that's actually what we're doing. So if he, if people ask her and they don't know anything about it, then all of a sudden we're strangers again. How do I feel? Like, could Kyla cover for us? It might be better if we, if we didn't let her in. That way, if someone went directly to her and and shook her down she maybe doesn't sell us out she could we could she could maybe say oh i don't know what they're doing and then our pitch is that we're taking orders and then we're going to go to kyla to to have this done but maybe not say that kyla sent us no here's the thing because like if we implicate her we implicate her and what she's doing is, in general, this isn't, like, a bad thing. Kyla's basically going around saying, I've got these four people. They can get me the moonflowers. And we are kind of making sure we can, I'm going to make as many as I can. What can I put you down for? And maybe every house gets a maximum of a certain number. But, like, if we go ahead and do this, and then, because, like, if we lived here, we could go around and be like, hey, guys, you know Kyla. She's awesome. Well, you know us. We're awesome. We're going to go get together this list. We don't live here. We don't have any social capital. We need Kyla's name, and we need her to be able to back us up. Yeah. I assume Kyla's okay. not six feet tall, right? No, she's We're not. We're not going to pretend to be Kyla. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, I mean, that that is, makes we... sense. I, I just, I didn't want someone like a Celember after we visit, going and then maybe hurting Kyla for some reason. Why would they hurt Kyla for doing a nice thing? Because they're clearly not into doing nice things. And we do have a little bit of social capital. We did save the town, and I did kind of pat it a little bit by buying a round of drinks for people with the staghorn. So. Yeah, but we did almost start a fight. I'm just well, saying, Kyla's going to make an offer saying, hey, I want to help your family. None of this is actually like a thing. None of these people are so evil that they're like, I must be the anti-nice. They're going to be like, shit, this benefits me. Well, the Passerac family is the one we suspect, right? I mean, wouldn't they just say no and then that'd be the end of it? Like, what, well, what we'll reason go, they have to talk to us? Basically, we'll go la- We'll save them for last. Since they're the mark, we want them, if they, if we do come, a- if we want the most interactions before we get to them. Because then, if they suspect us for some reason and they do their own asking around, they'd be like, they could go to another house and they're like, oh yeah, we saw those guys and they took they took an order. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So basically we want them last because we don't and we don't we want to get it done in a in a day because if they if they start hearing that we're asking around that might be bad and we want to give it enough time to well, what if we go to them like merriment. second or third instead of last uh, that way be like, oh, yeah, you guys were our next stop after Salember or Amkothra. I would know which house. I got a feeling like- they're out of – from what I saw on the map, and correct me if I'm wrong, Oboe, they seem like they were a bit far out. So they would probably be last anyway. You only know where two houses are at this point. You know where the Eagle Shields are and you know where the Passeracs generally are. You actually don't know where anybody else is. Kyla would. But I would know, right? Um – you would know where most of them are, uh, at least some of the bigger ones, but it's been a little while, so it would be, you know, from right, uh, many, and I many say, hey, Let me ago. see that map again, Jonathan. I might be able to see what house is on the way well, to the Passerax. Let's do this. Let's also, let's go to, since we want to involve Kayla anyway, uh, and and I think I think she would be, Kayla, and I think she would be on board just because it's in her best interest to know if someone's plotting basilisk attacks. Mm-hmm. Or or and preparing for them, so I think she would be on board anyway. We'll get you guys together, and then that way you can say, "Well, I think they're over here," and Kyla can kind of update or correct if need be, and maybe add more houses to the list. The other piece of the puzzle is local boy here might get recognized unless he's in disguise. So, what disguise are you going to take on? I, I can uh, I can basically look like a taller Leosian. Works for me. And I, I would lay off on saying you're familiar with the city at all. Like, just because the more you say stuff like that, the more likely they'll be able to pick you out. 
Well, I mean, I, I mean, am you know, kind of standing out right local. now. Sure, you are local, but don't make it obvious you're local, otherwise someone could figure it out. I agree with Travi. Okay. Okay, so you guys have chatted about this. What's what's the plan of attack here? We're going We're to gonna go to Kylo. You all are, are carrying a shit ton of oh, ash. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, let's, let's... Is our portal still open? I guess we can just store this in the Eagle Shield stable. Yeah. At the moment, your portal is still open in the guest room of the Eagle Shield's house. So we'll just go over there, drop it off to the, the pocket dimension, and then, uh, then make- So we're going to haul a bunch of wood up, up to the spare bedroom? Yeah! Unless you have you wanted idea. to make a credenza, my friend. Well, no, no, I'm, I just, did. I'm just saying that maybe, we, maybe for now we store it outside, since we're not going to have time to build anything anyway, and that True. way we're not holding, hauling a bunch of stuff up, up some stairs. I thought, I, I thought we had, for some reason, put it in the stable, but no, we, we did it in the bedroom. So yeah, so we can, just so we can store it in the stable, stable for now. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, so you guys haul all of this wood out to the Eagle Shield house and head over to the stables. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com, and see you next encounter.